Blog Talk Radio. I'm Raina Star, so you don't have to be. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so bad language, folly function, dirty talk of any kind might upset you. This may not be the show for you. But you know what? You tune in for that, and I know it. So just stick around. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. She is currently selling her limited edition Halloween candles. Check out the social media page on Facebook. Get them while they last because I'm telling you she's running out. And time's getting short because the minute October 31st is over, so is this sale. That's www.wickedwitchstudios.com. All right. I'm so excited. Okay. So everybody sit tight because I have to read this because it makes me so happy when I do. My guest today Amazing, multiple award-winning author, Nigel Lightfoot. Powerful Juju is what we're going to be talking about. Multiple award-winning author, I said it again, 2020 Gold Cover Award in the category of Wicca, Witchcraft, and Magic, and the 2019 New York City Big Book Award in the category of, of Spirituality. My guest today, the beautiful Beautiful, Nadal Lightfoot. Hi, my love. Hello, Raina. It's so good to be back with you. And hello, everybody listening. I'm so happy to be back on your show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Because I will tell you, as much as I loved the first book, and we all did, obviously, powerful Juju, oh, okay, so I'm going to tell everybody what I said to my guests before we went on the air. And this is, why, this is Raina's reasons why you need this book. Bitch, you got a problem? Get this book, and it will be addressed. I promise you. She has got this thing hammered down. It is laid out so beautifully. Good Juju was fantastic. Powerful Juju. Oh, yeah, you need this. This you totally need. And the reason you totally need it is because you know, there's lots of spells for different things. There's spells for winning your case in court. But I will tell you that it's not just about that. And this book lays out what kind of case you got. What are you trying to do? And it, it gets it down to the nitty-gritty so that you know exactly what direction to go in, which goddess to petition. You get music for it. I mean, this is like, Start to, to finish, experience the novice. And I say that because in this book, you set it up so beautifully. And you ask, you know, what is the goal? What's the situation? Find the exact situation. Well, here, here's who you probably want to work with for this situation. How to make the environment welcoming 
for that particular deity. And you reference not just goddesses, but you reference people who we consider goddesses, icons um, from history and recent history. And I think that's a beautiful, smart thing because this is where lore comes from. It all had a beginning with someone somewhere. But not only that, not only, okay, so let me just talk a little bit more. And I promise I'll leave you to this at some point. Um, but, you know, it, it, you, you build a scenario, you build a path, you give us music to frame it with. Excuse me? You, you give us the tools to make it hospitable on a continuous basis so that it's not just welcoming for a particular request or ritual, you make it hospitable that we can continue to honor those deities that we work with. And I've never seen anything like this that does it this way. And I got to tell you, I need it. So I'm thinking if I need it, other people need it. So, okay, now you can speak. I'm so sorry. I just love it. I love you. I love the book. I know. I'm a big mouth. But you forgive me, right? Because you love me a little Oh, absolutely. There's nothing to be forgiven, Raina. I'm so thrilled and very touched that my words and the way it's been all put together has been so meaningful to you. What you've said is just was my intention, you know, working very hard on putting it together that way and bringing that information out to people and um, and giving them different varieties of ways to work with a goddess, uh, the divine feminine, or a situation, or to create ritual, or to just groove on the music and have that be magic. So I'm, I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. You, you got it, and you get it. And that's one thing <laughs> I really do always, you know, adore about you. You get it. You understand. And, and that makes me feel really good that you got where I was coming from and what I worked so hard to to put, you know, onto words to create this book of powerful juju to be really a help and a guide to people and to actually help yeah. them go further. And but you know, it's 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 not even just about going further. I would actually be comfortable with giving this to a person who is, is starting out but mature. Not not someone who won't get it. Do you know what I mean? Like someone who's been mm-hmm, practicing, mm-hmm. I don't think you have to have been practicing 40 years like I have to understand <laughs> how well this was done and how useful this is. I think someone who's mature but younger could definitely benefit from this for so many reasons. I mean, appreciating, just appreciating history. I mean, the reference Nina Simone and Nancy Wilson, and I'm not going to embarrass myself by singing, but, I mean, you just hit me in all of my stuff. So I'm like, oh, Nina Simone, really? Oh. And, and I love the music you picked. And, you know, I, I just think this book is so great. So tell me why, why now this book? How long have you been planning this book? What was the genesis to creating Powerful Juju? Well, when I finished Good Juju, and Good Juju came out, and again, I want to thank everybody who has supported me through Good Juju and purchased it and, and all the wonderful comments and encouragement that I got from people after Good Juju came out. 
when I was thinking about what I would follow Good Juju up with, I did get from readers like this thing like they wanted to kind of touch with me more deeply. And so I was kind of thinking about my own practices, you know, what I do, how I get through shit, you know, when things are hard because it's good to have, you know, a foundation in the beginning, but, you know, life is a series of ups and downs, joys and sorrows, and, and, and we have to have ways to help us get through, you know, to get through, to get over. Yeah. And so I was kind of putting these ideas together, and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm yeah. trying to write a book during the pandemic, which, you know, that was just a whole lot of grief and sorrow and turmoil and you know and so I was thinking about you know how I was getting through and people are always interested in my writing process and music has always been a huge part of my magical you know practices it's always been a huge part Mm -hmm. of just me as a person and so I was just thinking about that and as I say in the book I myself was having a bad day and I had gone out to a bar I was having a drink um, the bartender, who's a very sweet person, dear person to me, poured me a drink, and I was sitting in this bar on this rainy day, and, um, you know, he schooled me on the digital jukebox. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, you know, I plug in this song, and it just, like, hit me. I just, It just, you know, everybody started moving and grooving, and I felt better. And then so that was an impetus for the book. And then I saw Amethyst Kia, uh, sing at Swallow Hill Music Hall here in Denver, and she played that song Darling Corey on the stage, and it just took me home, and I just thought mm-hmm. how magical this is. And now we have, with technology, we have everybody knows what a playlist is. Everybody's got their own playlist, and I thought, well, this would be something that I could, maybe I could put this together, and then people would also know, like, this is me. This is this is my magic. This is how I groove. This is how I I practice. Like everything that I wrote on those pages is dear to me. Those are my real authentic experiences, you know, with the music, with the places, with those goddesses, um the women that I called goddess, you know, and so that's that's what I set about to do. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it it it's fascinating to me because for so long, you hear about closed practices and people not wanting to share that kind of thing. And the fact that you just, you're like, this is me, here I am. I, I love that. And it's such a genuine, authentic approach to sharing magic. It's just putting yourself out there like that. Because I find, you know, I find a lot of writings to be super duper clinical and it's hard sometimes to relate to certain ideologies or ideas because they're not coming through as a personal thing. They're coming through as a, well, I looked at this and I wrote it down, or I studied this and I wrote it down. You know, it's my, you know, my interpretation thereof. But it doesn't, I mean, this clearly is you. It is clearly you. And I'm so glad that we have somebody who was so willing to say, okay, here's my life. (laughs) I'm sharing it with you. I mean, this is like only the second time I've ever seen somebody 
put this much of themselves out emotionally and personally, not just from a practice standpoint, but part of one of my favorite things about this book is the sections that you do called Soul Speak because oh. I, I read them and I'm like, okay, I've been there. Oh, okay, I'm here now. I mean, so relatable as far as the emotion. And, you know, when you listen to the songs that you have in the book, you can feel it. I mean, and, and who doesn't love music? And I don't trust anybody who doesn't love music. Um, <laughs> that's, I don't know what you made of, but you ain't made of the same stuff I am. I, I, I mean, I was raised by a singer. I was a singer. I'm married to a drummer. So I've always been surrounded by music in some form or another, whether I was performing it or someone in my family was. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that obviously is its own language, but the fact that you brought it into the magic in such a real emotional way, I can't tell you how cool I think this is. So well, good. thank you. I so appreciate good. you saying that. You've got me all up in oh my, my feels, as we say. You know, uh, it was very important right. to me, and I, I, you know, like I said, you know, maybe we don't all listen to the same kind of music, or we don't like all the same kind of musicians or artists, but we understand why, you know, somebody this is their favorite song or their favorite band or their favorite musician, and you know, to be a practicing witch and have music yep. be one of the tools that we can use to, like, get into our spaces to do ritual or healing or, you know, work magic for positive outcomes in our lives to try to help ourselves or maybe our loved ones. I just yeah. thought that this would be a really exciting thing to put, you know, to put together, to bring it together. I will tell you honestly, well, first of all, when I saw Ballinger, now, of course, old school, Janis Joplin, <laughs> sure. I, I, so I put on Ball and Chain, right, and about fell out because I was like, you want to talk about being in your fields? Hello? Yeah. I, I've been there. <laughs> almost fell off my chair. I'm like, oh, she nailed me. Shut up. You're telling on me. <laughs> I can't tell you how how many times I've listened or watched that video, and then when I was able to pair that video and that song with Sulis Minerva and our experience in Bath, England, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is this is really it," because it's kind of like ball and chain, and then. Sulis Minerva, what and water and but you know you watch the video, you yeah. listen to the song, you feel Janice coming across, you know the you know ethers of time, and then you think about healing and crying. <laughs> I oh, thought God, it went yeah. together really well. It does. Are you kidding? After the year I've had, are you shit? Are you shitting me? Come on now. <laughs> You know what I've been through. We talked about this. I'm like, oh. yes, <laughs> yes, you know, because I didn't get the I didn't get the book until recently. You know, which was well after you know my husband's accident, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I needed this book. 
to go. <laughs> but, you know, this as a specialty, the I mean, it's kind of like pairing wine and food. You know how they have those special mm. dinners where they pair stuff? Yes. I feel yes. that is what I feel about this book. And I'm thinking, you know what? These are some really beautiful pairings of practical witchcraft. It brings in your emotions because, as we know, witchcraft intention is most of it. Um, yes. And you know, when you when you inform your magic emotionally, and what triggers emotion as well as music, it's just so perfect that I'm kind of amazed that. I've not seen it done the way you've done it. Um, so i got to ask you, is there a follow-up to this? <laughs> Everybody's asking me that already. Someone said, are you busy? I'm like, oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like in the pause. Uh, I wait to be inspired, and I really appreciate that people are asking that of me because right now I'm just, I'm kind of writing it, you know, it just uh, actually got into people's hands. It's just been out basically for a month now. And um, yeah. so I'm just kind of, you know, taking it all in and seeing what people are saying and, and the feedback has been wonderful. And I really love what you said, the pairings of like wine and food. And I'm like, oh, it's the pairing of music and magic. That's a really yeah. great line. I, I didn't really think about it that way. Um, my mind is, you know, in the ritual, in the work, how to connect and, and use magic, you know, powerful juju to help ourselves. But I love that. So uh, right now there isn't any, I'm not, I don't have any words on the page, you know, as far as a follow-up, but my mind is always working. And, Raina, you've given me some really good things to, to muse over, to think about. Thank you. <laughs> I can't make any of these. See, here's the here's my problem. I can't make any of this shit happen myself because I'm not a writer. It's not what I do. I but when I see something that I find so compelling, and this, I mean, I just you know I gotta say, it's not again. And I keep going back to the court case stuff because I'm actually involved in indirectly right now. For oh, someone else, but I'm, yeah, I'm indirectly involved in a court case. Check this out. It is my ex-husband's ex-wife who contacted me. Now, the man never paid child support. She contacted me because they're in their divorce. He abused her as well, and he's mm. asked me to be her mediator, and they're overseas. So here I am acting as mediator, so I am concerned for her, but I also have an axe to grind, I ain't going to lie. So I'm, like, looking through this book on how to help certain situations because he's asking (laughs) for shit that he does not deserve. And I'm Mm -hmm. actually getting comfort and, you know, here's the thing. The way you lay this book out, it's, it's, it's really specific. It's not like you could really make a mistake if you're using this book in this way because 
what Najah has done is lay out different scenarios for different situations along this theme. So you can find your exact or very close to your exact specific thing working that you want to do in this book, which is why I'm like all over myself about this book. Um, because, you know, you, uh, you address the song and, and the artist, obviously, and the deity or goddess figure that you're, you're referencing. You do the soul speak part, which, hello, love, 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 love. Um, and why you chose the song, which is phenomenal. And then the ritual, and then the way to, you know, keep it inhabitable for that deity or, or goddess personality that you're using. I mean, it's so 100% covered. Like, you don't have to worry, well, what, what do I do now? It's right here. It's in the book. No, no, seriously. <laughs> it's all right here. I'm, po- I'm pointing at the book like people can see me, and I know you can't. But I'm, I'm holding the book and I'm pointing at it like, this is the book, get this book. It, it is such a help, I'm telling you. If you have an issue, it, this book has the ritual, it has the music, it has the, it has the deity or goddess representative that, that is perfect for it. And not that you can't use music that moves you, but I've never seen anybody give me these suggestions like this before. And I'm telling you, it will, it will lead you to other music that you can create more of your own playlist with and customize it to you. But it just, you, you're so good at reminding us of simple, good stuff, Naja. You really are. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Raina. I really love how you said that you were – making me think about it uh, in different ways. Like You can, okay, here's when you have to cry, and then here's when you've got to go to court, and then, all right, here's yeah. when you need, um, you know, some abundance work, and all right, so, all right, now here's, okay, everything's gone to shit. You've done all this stuff. Well, maybe you should go to the crossroads, and you can take this down there, and you can just keep working your situation through all these different avenues and, and use it how it works for you. And, you know, because life is a process. It's a journey. It's not just, oh, we just hit this thing once and now we're done with that. You know, a lot of issues in our lives as, as you know, us living human beings, spiritual people, you know, they come around. They just keep coming around and sometimes yeah. you got to hit things differently or or you may think you were done with it and now you have to do it again so i really appreciate you saying that through the words and pages of my book that you found a way and others will find a way like well maybe i need to look at this issue using this ritual or this goddess or play this song Mm -hmm. and so actually you can create your own magical recipe and playlist from it and and make it work for you Oh, yeah. You, but here's the other thing. You've got it so focused. It's, it's, like I said, it's, it's not like, you know, we tend to go to our same deities, a lot of folks. I know it's not just me. We tend to go to the same deities that we feel comfortable with. They're all the same shit. And 
Mm-hmm. You've got to change it up. Sometimes if you're asking a specific goddess of love to help you with a money situation, it may not flow as well if you go to someone else. You know, I'm polytheistic. It's not a problem for me to go from one goddess to another, uh, you know, in, in, her multi, in her many forms. I mean, that's something we say very often. Um, and this reminds me that maybe your direction should be a little more specific than what you've been doing. Maybe the result <laughs> does mean... Well, I mean, in order to get the result you want, sometimes you do have to tune things. I mean, all gods are not for all purposes or seasons necessarily. So this reminds me that maybe changing direction will yield a better result. I mean, if you're having great results, good on you. That's amazing. But it doesn't happen every time for everybody with the same gods necessarily. And I think we need these reminders that we're allowed to ask from more than, you know, one person to help us or more than one deity to help us. I think we get stuck. And I think this book really goes far to say, you don't got to be stuck. You can do something else. You can try someone else. You can do a different figure from time. It doesn't have to be, you know, mythological and it doesn't have to be, um, something someone else created. It could be a real person who exemplifies certain qualities that you're trying to emulate. I forget about that. Listen, I am no genius, as I often say, which is why I need smart people around me to teach me shit, you know, because I want to know things before I die, uh, just in case I have to use it in my next life. So I figure if I learn it now, maybe I'll carry a little bit of it with me. But seriously, it's you just really gently, kindly, sweetly in your way, say, hey, why don't you try something else? Maybe that's not working so good. Why don't we do this? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, because it doesn't always. Listen, I've been a practicing witch a long-ass time, and not everything works. I'm no expert, and I dare anybody to say, they are 100% an expert. I, they're a knowledgeable right. people. Oh, absolutely. There are successful witches. Oh, absolutely. There are people with uh, a greater self-success rate than mine. Mine is okay. Mine's, I'm not complaining. But sometimes I get stuck. And the pandemic really messed me up. And I got stuck a lot. And sometimes even practicing yes. was hard to do. And you know, yes. for folks, and there are folks still suffering. There are folks still getting sick because, for some reason, everyone thinks the pandemic's over. It's 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 still out there. People are still getting sick, which is why they keep coming up with you know all these different variants. People are still getting sick because things are changing. So you know, there are still folks that are still having problems practicing. And this is just, once again, you take us by the hand and you're like, I'll guide you through this. You can start again. It doesn't all have to be, you know, ba-boom, pa-pow, lightning rods and all of that. We can start gently. We can do this. And, again, this is why I love you, because of your kind spirit that has this amazing writing ability 
to draw people in, make them feel comfortable, make them feel understood, and you give this fantastic information and you share yourself. And again, a lot of folks don't. And this is why I think you're so popular and this is why I think your books sell. Oh, well, thank you. I I try to be authentic and I have to say I am very uh, proud that, you know, the words that I wrote and the rituals that I created and the soul speak that they're all original content. I, the women who I chose to, you know, label <laughs> as goddesses. And if you read the book, you know, that some, you know, some, they weren't called goddesses, but it was very important. Uh, they all became very special to me and I wanted to do something to honor their lives, who they were and, and their places in history or history or as some people say, but just the fact that these iconic women who struggled so tremendously and, you know, whether they were mythological or whether they actually lived and breathed as uh, human beings on the earth plane, that through their struggles mm-hmm. they triumphed. And I believe, especially in the day and age that we're living in, we need people to be able to look to to see, like, what did they do? How did they make it? What happened to them when they got down? And all of those women that I've written about in my book are very special to me. They've been in my heart and in my own practice for a long time. So when I started putting together the music, the ritual, and the magic, they were just kind of like, oh, yeah. And then there's, you know, a few people in there, a few women in there who you don't hear much about in terms of magic, but they did have magic in their lives, and they were very powerful beings um, in their own right. And so I feel very honored that I was able to give them a place on the page and to, for people to look at them differently and think about them differently and um, find ways for them to be touchstones in their lives as they are in mine. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted to ask you, because you've got, you've got a dozen or so in here, right? Was mm-hmm. there anybody, did you have, first of all, I, I need to know, did you have just 12 in mind, or did you have a whole bunch more? I kind of just have these 12. They're, they're, you know, goddesses, women, human beings that were very important to me, and it was kind of more like, these were uh, iconic women, goddesses, divine yeah. feminine beings that I had worked with for a long time. So when I kind of put them all together, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at this. It's the mighty 12. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have, like, the number 12. It was more like, oh, these women are important to me. This, I find them to be truly powerful. And then it came out to be the number 12. I was like, oh, Okay. All right, and people will ask me, you know, oh, is there one over the other? And and one time I said one, and they were all like, wait, wait a minute, what, what, what? So I asked like all of them. <laughs> they all have their place. They all deserve their sure. due, their respect. Yeah, and and I go back and forth. I as I hope others will, you know, you'll be touching with one, and then one day you'll move on to another one, and that she'll move out. The other one will move in, and. So, yeah, that's kind of how they are. They And they're all around me. You know, I have 
different yeah. representations of all of them around me all the time. So I, I, you know, I feel really happy that they allowed me to be a voice for them in this way. Well, I'm not going to ask you about favorites because I don't think that's a fair question, especially when <laughs> yeah. the book is laid out. Well, I don't, I don't think it's a fair question because all of them obviously have a very strong need to be in the book. What I do want to ask you is, was there anybody that you wished you had put in after the fact? Mm. You know, there isn't. I don't have a lingering like, oh, I should have included this person. I was with these wonderful beings for so long that they're a unit. <laughs> the powerful juju goddesses to me. I don't have... I spent so much time with their lives and, and how they lived and how they were represent, represented, whether mythologically or in real life, that they really are a set, you know, for me. Um, I'm sure there will be other people who will read and go, oh, I wish you had written about this person or that person. And maybe, you know, like you were saying earlier, maybe that's the follow-up. There will be others who will come and say, oh, okay, we'd like to be in the next book and can you write sure you know, some work for us. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what will happen. But I, I'm, I'm very content with the ones who are there. Maybe, you know, it's possible. Well, see, that, and, and see, and that's the thing. This book and the reason people are keep asking you about a follow-up is because there's a need, you know. when, when it, It's one thing to have written a book. It's another thing to have people immediately say, can I have the next one now? <laughs> you know, Who are the next 12? Just, Here's some ideas. What are you thinking about this first? <laughs> well, of course, but that's the beautiful thing about being a good writer. When, when you have hit people the way you hit them with your writing, of course they want more. Especially, uh, listen, good juju. Fantastic book, okay? People fell in love Thank with you. you over that book. Who could blame them? But th I mean, but this book is next level. I'm sorry. Am I a bad girl? You can say I am. But this book is next level. It just is. And for me, it is, it's a guide. It's a help. It's a specific don't get lost along the way because sometimes you'll say squirrel and my head will turn and I'll forget what I was doing. It's kind of like going <laughs> right. into the kitchen and not knowing why you went in there in the first place, which I'm famous for, or putting your eyeglasses on top of your head, which I'm also famous for, and asking my husband, where's my glasses? And he'll point exactly. like, um, excuse me. Yeah. But, you know, so I – Listen, I wander, I waver, I do all kinds of stuff. My life is insane, I admit it. But the book keeps me focused on the task at hand. And that's not easy. So you incorporate all of the emotions and feelings and actions so that you stay focused on the task at hand. And I'm sorry, I, I have, you know, AD, adult ADD, I have nervous condition, you know, disorders. I have to take medication. 
blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it a million times. There is no shame in getting help when you need it. That's right. Whatever form That's right. that takes. But sometimes, because me and my other loved ones who are neurodivergent, we start something, and then, you know, squirrel, and you wander off in your brain to <laughs> another thing like the laundry or making dinner in the middle of ritual. And this just keeps you right there to complete. And I know that may sound simple and silly to some, but for folks like me, and I'm sorry, there's more folks like me now than ever before, at least who are willing to admit it, um, that is part of the reason why this book is so valuable and why people like me need books like this that say, here's your, here's your sign, here's your, direct, here's your map, and I'll meet you at the end. And, and here's your checklist. You know, here's your check. Seriously, here's your, here's your ritual, here's your music, here's your deity. Here's how to make it a welcoming environment for that person or entity. I mean, you do it all so nicely. It's not overly complicated. It, the book is Thank not you. the size of War and Peace. It's so <laughs> beautifully done. I know I keep saying that, but there's a reason. If you pick up this book, you will understand what I'm talking about. For folks like me who are somewhat neurodivergent, this is amazing. I have a full life. I work a day job and I do the show and I'm a mom and um, somebody's pain in the ass. Yeah, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really happy that uh, to hear that, that, that it's able to help you, you know, stay focused and, you know, that's how I feel. That's how I practice. You know, I like to have things set up and I have to check things and and also I like to bring the realness and the practicality to magic you know sometimes if it's too complicated or too hard I might not want to do it you know I might be like too overwhelmed and and I and I I really want to be a help to people and not um, make them feel overwhelmed you know like they they it's just too much and I also want to give people permission to like take it slow and and before you do this step you should probably go check this out and check in with yourself and and your deity yeah. and your higher power how are, how are you feeling and 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 to also you know really talk to people about you know we don't do this work alone you know you're not in this by yourself so you know just take a moment and in a lot of the situations that are addressed in the book is life and it takes time you know of course we would all want to be you know like you know instantaneous and you know there it is it's in our lap but it doesn't work that way and and sometimes like you can get frustrated and it's hard and and you may feel discouraged and we all feel that way so I really wanted to give people like to be able to pause take some time listen to the song and you know maybe try this ride and then you know, set up a little space if that's, you know, what you feel you want to do and, and be able to pause there as well while you continue to work the rights and the magic or, or check in on the situation, you know, that you're doing the work for. Absolutely. I, you know, oh, I just had a thought and I, it left my brain instantly. Um, God, what was I going to say? can't remember. 
Um, but that's why I think the self-check-in and the self-speak are so important because oftentimes you're feeling some kind of way about something, but it's a surface thing. It's not really what's going on. And that's why I love that you do this in the book where it's like, here's what's happening. Here's what, 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 what the, um, the mood is. Here's what you're looking for. Is this what you're looking for? This may not be what you're looking for, <laughs> you know, and, and it's because sometimes, okay. So prime example, you know, you're, you have this relationship and the person is passive aggressive. They don't mean to be mm-hmm. mean, but they are. And you've just had enough of it. And then one day they leave the refrigerator door open. You, you start to have a two-hour knockdown drag out about the refrigerator door. But what you're really pissed about is the fact that they're passive aggressive and you're fucking sick of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But sometimes, you, right. But sometimes, sometimes what you think you're looking for is really not the reason. It's more of a symptom of the issue. So I go back to that to, to see, is this really where I'm at right now? And that's part of what the book does. The book helps guide you in the what vibe are you actually? Is this the vibe you're in? Is this the vibe you're in? You know, is this the working you really want to do? Or is this the working you And it's different. And sometimes the differences are subtle. But they're different, and you have to treat them differently. And I think sometimes, or quite often, subtlety is lost in magic. Don't you think? Yes. (laughs) There is this uh, very quiet, and I'm really happy you brought that up, sublime to the work. And if you do the work and you really do take the time and – put yourself into it and your situation and you sit down with the pages and the music and the rights and the, you will find yourself being able to contact the sublime. And that's the part of magic that we don't have words for, that you can't put on paper. That's what comes from practicing, from actually, uh, you know, getting out there and taking time to be in these spaces with yourself and when you're having a hard time or, you, you know, you want to celebrate something exciting as well, but when you, when you mm-hmm. enter into that space and you're, you're able to, to take that with you and then you start to build on that beautiful, magical feeling that you get or the confidence that you get. I'm, <laughs> a lot of the, you know, rituals in, that I've written about in my book, you know, they will help you build confidence should you choose to actually go through with them. And, and that's something that we don't talk a lot about in our practices and, and, and doing spell work or doing ritual. Like confidence comes over time. And the only way you gain yeah. confidence is to do the work. You know, everybody just sees us as, oh, you're so confident. You can do, well, that's because I fell down and I tried this and I went to the kitchen. I forgot that or I didn't have the match or I went here and it was locked and I can't get in. 
but that comes from doing the work, and, and it's good, you know. It's good to, yeah. to build confidence, and, and confidence is important, but it's not instantaneous. It takes time. It's so true, and I've got to tell you, even at this age, there's still shit I'm not confident about. It's like, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> right, right, or things, old or, you, you know. I, have, right. I haven't figured it out yet at all. <laughs> or, or stuff that I was confident in, I'm no longer confident in now. You know, like, oh, sure, you know, 30, 40, oh, yeah, I'll do that. 60, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm not into doing that yeah. now. You know, so, you know, we have to oh, yeah. meet ourselves where we're at. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course. now as an older person I've gone through enough shit that the things that last, I finally have learned about what's important see I was raised in an age and an era where it was important to get married and have children and I had this con- this con- uh, conversation with my older aunt a couple of weeks ago and she's like well, you know, you, you, she never married. She never had kids. Okay, she's 82 years, 80, 80 years old. And she ha- her whole life has been hers. She goes where she wants. She does what she wants. She travels. She sees people. If she wants to stay home, she stays home. If she wants to eat that extra cupcake, she eats it. No problem. But then she <laughs> says to me, well, you always did what you wanted to do. And I was like, excuse me, no. Y'all told me that I was supposed to get married and have children. That was actually not my idea. And she went, what? And I'm like, no, that's what you guys instilled in me when I was a little girl, that I was supposed, I mean, it was the 60s, of course. I wasn't supposed to have political thoughts. We see where that went. Um, I wasn't supposed to be independent. We see where that went, too. I mean, I did have children, and I did get married, three fucking times to get it right. But, you know, it's amazing what gets put into your head when you're young that you just retain all the way through your life. And looking back, and I've said this many times, I love my guys. They're in their 30s. But given the choice to not do it, I would never fucking do it again. Never. (laughs) I was not cut out for motherhood. I adore my sons. I do. I love them. They're they're my best friends now. They weren't when they. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to be a friend to your children when you're trying to raise them. Um, and it was not something I was ever going to be good at as far as being friends to my kids. I, I don't play that. My father whooped my ass. If you got out of line, your ass was going to get whooped. That's how it was. Period. And now we're, now we're friends because we're all adults. It's a totally different situation. But the things that mm-hmm. you buy into, and even the way I was raised in magic, there were certain, you know, we did not have a lot of options. I was raised gardenerian because <laughs> that's what there was. And I had to get a lot of years past to be confident enough to say, Maybe all of that wasn't so correct. 
maybe there's other, you know, ways of thinking of things. And in my late teens, I started to discover other ways of thinking. I encountered other people. And confidence grows through that. Confidence grows through relationships and practicing magic. And sometimes, again, like you said, sometimes we make a mess and sometimes we get it right. But if you don't do the work, it's not going to suddenly dawn on you one day 30 years down the line. You've got to continuously do the work. And that's brilliant. It's, and exactly. Exactly. You know? And, you know, while I was writing the book and the pandemic was going on, there were all kinds of other issues going on, too. And I really felt like, you know, a lot of us in the world, we were all struggling with one issue or another. And that's the good thing about magic, too. Like, it stands the test of time. And that's what I was really happy to write about with the women that I chose for my book that, through their lifetimes, just think about what they were going through, and they stood the test of time. And now we're in this time, and, you know, we're being asked to stand the test of time. And how can we, as magical people, use our practices to help us get through so we can stand the test of time and then be here for those who are, you know, coming up now, you know, um, behind us, you know, uh, who are in the future and who are going to be having to stand the trials and the tests of time. And that's really, you know, to me what practicing and being a magical person, being a practicing witch is all about. Like everybody's had their time and their trials, and maybe sometimes the issues are different on the surface, but if you look beyond that, it's still the human condition, and we're all just trying to deal with these things in the best ways that we can with what, you know, with what we know at the time. So it's, it's good to be able to take, you know, different viewpoints and kind of put them together and what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And I think that's good. I mean, that's growth. You have to try different things and, and see what works and what doesn't. And, and sometimes some things work for a while, and then you may discard that and say, well, you know, maybe. <laughs> like for me, that would be like, well, I used to do that on Wednesday. Maybe now I'm doing it on a Thursday. <laughs> Look at his Thursday energy. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, huh. That's what it feels like to do this on a Thursday? Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm telling you, I old habits can die hard. They really can. Yeah. I'm still working yes. on some shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But you know, I and I wanted to say this to you because I don't think I don't think you get recognized for this enough. There are so many folks our age, and we were lucky. We didn't have to do our bumps and scrapes in public like people do now, like young folks do now. And Mm -hmm. it speaks so beautifully of you that you understand and remember that like I do. Because I will tell you, if I had to do things now, if I was first coming up as a young person now, I don't know how I would survive the constant onslaught of negativity from older folks. I, I, I still see it. As a matter of fact, um, Friday night is my birthday show, and I'm doing a whole rant about this, y'all. Oh, yeah, I saw um, that. Your birthday rant, Yes. I have to, you know, I hope 
hopefully one day we'll not have to do one. But I just keep seeing negativity from folks our age and older, negativity, negativity. So I wanted to thank you for not doing that. I wanted to thank you for being kind and understanding and, and giving people space to bump and bruise without coming down on them. I have never seen you do that to anybody in any kind of a way. And I think it's so admirable and beautiful that you let people just be. Let them be. Let them do. Let them be. Oh, well, thank you, Raina. I appreciate you saying that. I I just... uh... You know, I I try to just stay um, in my own lane and and be positive and and help people. Not that I don't, you know, definitely have my own shortcomings or faults or irritations, but I truly too am one of, of a person who's very curious, and I always feel like I'm the seeker. And if you're a seeker, you're going to bump into things and places that you don't understand or hit up against people that well, well, may, may not work for you. And it's only because I've been at this now for a while that I can finally call some of those experiences together and, and put them on paper and say, okay, this, maybe you, you might, this might be a help to you. And anybody who's serious about the occult or studying magic knows that it's never ending that it's limitless, that, you know, no one actually owns this information. I mean, you may right. have to go through certain people to find it or a certain book or classes, but ultimately, I mean, that's what makes it so fascinating and fun is because it is something that you have to seek for and, you know, work towards and, and then find your own way with it. So, you know, I've, yeah, I've bumped my, <laughs> bumped my ass a hopping. As I used yeah. to say many times, <laughs> you know, far be it from me to shit on anybody's cat. No. Oh, you're so funny. That's, oh, my God. That's, not, that's not my role, no. Oh, seriously. Well, I have sufficiently talked your ear off uh, for the last <laughs> almost hour. So before I let you go. It goes by so quick. I know. I just, I just, I just love you. I can't help it. I'm sorry, but and I know I stand girl at you, but it's because I so respect you and I so respect your work, and your work has touched me and obviously a whole lot of other people too. I know I have agreement from most of the pagan world. Just thinks you're the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Thank you. But be- oh no! Before I let you go, though, um, tell folks what you're doing because you're out and about and you're going places and you're going to be seeing people. So tell folks yes. where they can catch up with you and how to reach you. Okay. Well, um, this coming weekend, I'm going to be in Columbus, Ohio. I'm very excited. I'm going to be at the Dark Woo! Market for Witch Lab. Woo! We're going to be doing the release celebration party for Powerful Juju. I'm very excited. And then the following day, I'll be in Cleveland at the Buckland Museum. Uh, Can't wait to go back to the Buckland in Cleveland, and uh, we'll be doing a release uh, celebration for Powerful Juju. Yes, yes. So it's a big weekend coming up, and then uh, so I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to go back to Ohio, and also I'm I'm really, you know, 
pretty frequently now. I pretty much hang out on Instagram, so you can definitely find me on Instagram. And it looks like in 2023 I may have some conferences coming up. Uh, I think a Sacred Worlds, I'll be in Baltimore, I think April next year. So there's definitely some, um, you know, good things coming up on, on my plate. So I'm very excited about it. Oh, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Naja, I can't thank you enough. I know I'm a total fangirl, oh. blubbering idiot, but I can't help <laughs> no. it. Anyway, the, oh. the book is powerful, Juju. It really, it, I'm telling you, you're going to love this book. This book is so awesome. And if you have problems concentrating and you just need help and you need somebody to lay it out for you, I trust this lady to do it. I really do. Um, you'll enjoy it. I, I'm really hoping to talk her into writing the next one. Anyway, I didn't say that. No one heard me. <laughs> but, Najat, thank you again. You are a treasure. I thank so you. appreciate you. Thank you for everything you continue to do for the community. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Raina, and talk to you, and Thank you again for having me on your wonderful show. Oh, you're so kind. And I will speak with you in a few minutes, and we will set up your next date. (laughs) All right. All right. Take care. You have a great night. I'll talk to you soon. All right. You too, Raina. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, guys, not tomorrow, Friday night. I can't keep up with what day it is. Friday night, um, tune in. Uh, it will be me and my wonderful friend, the amazing Dr. Deborah Burris. And it is my birthday, trashy talk, and other complaints. I will see you there. Have a great one. Bye.